Okay, hello. So sorry for that freezing. I don't know what that was, um, why it kept freezing up, but um, I'm here. And, and and to think, when I came on time, the thing started. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm sitting here on time, you, you want to make me late. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me get something up for you guys here. Um, trying to get you some something nice to look at in the background. Oh, you don't want to look at that. Where is my rain? You guys, this lady right here. You see that in the purple back there, Grace? Her name is Grace Williams. She's the only worship leader. I mean, she's the only um, <laughs> singer that I actually listen to. I, I'm, I mean that literally. Like in terms of like Christian music or worship, you know, I don't listen to gospel music, like contemporary gospel or anything like that. But um, if you're interested in who I listen to uh, or what I listen to, it's Grace Williams. That's the only person in my playlist. All of her albums, it's just Grace Williams. That's that's my favorite. And she always does it for me. Um, I also listen to uh, Fresh Start Church, their worship team. I love them. You can find them on my YouTube channel. Just go into my little... Um, featured channels because I feature their church on my channel and they are in Arizona, Fresh Start Church. Their worship team is awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't, I really don't listen to a lot of, <laughs> a lot of different, um, you know, uh, people. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very picky and very specific when it comes to music. Um, if I'm not listening to something, you know, someone who's singing, um, you know, uh, something that is going to uh, get me in the spirit or, or keep me there. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear nothing that's going to pull me out for sure, you know, <laughs> or pull me down. Um, and then I'll just listen to instrumentals, music, that, just no words, no words. I, I, I just want to hear the, I just want to hear God. Okay. At the end of the day, that's who I want to hear. So um, comment and let me know who y'all listen to, because I might, I might need somebody else good. So if you can think of somebody else, who is, um, you know, good to listen to. And, you know, you, you're kind of like, you kind of like your sister over here, like really picky um, about that. Um, let me know, please let me know. <laughs> but I love her. She's also here on Instagram as well. Um, Grace Williams. Um, okay. So brother Robert's on, he says, hello, good evening, sister Shelly. I came early to make sure you got a good, I got a good seat. <laughs> I came early to make sure I got a good seat. God bless you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Brother Robert, you so crazy. <laughs> you know, you always got the best seat in the house with me. <laughs> the best seat. The first seat is always you because you always show up before anybody else. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, hey, Sister Sherry, how are you? God bless you too, sis. Thank you for stopping by. Hope you stay. <laughs> and uh, God bless you. Good to see you. Um Okay, Sister Audrey said, Psalmist Rain. Okay, so I've heard of her. Yeah, actually, my sister just went to one of her events um, a couple uh, weeks ago, and she was telling me about that she's a, she's a, uh, really not just a, she's way beyond a worship leader. <laughs> Thank you. That's my baby. His name is King. She's talking about my dog. She, she can, oh, you can see him too on the bed there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're about to get rolling here, but yeah, just a little chit chat. Uh, just wanted to get something, trying to get something here up on the screen for you guys. 
There we go. That's something nice and pretty um, and relaxing, right? We need to relax, girl. Peace is paramount. That's it's just paramount. Anytime somebody is messing with your peace and your relaxed, you know, your, your relaxed mindset, you know what I mean? So you can just be in peace and just hear from God, you know, and ain't nobody just irritating and agitating and distracting you, you know, that's the best place to be. Like, I always tell them DTP, just DTP. If you're disturbing the peace, I sh I'll hit you with a DTP. That means disturbing the peace. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but welcome everyone to those of you who are watching by way of YouTube live, Facebook live and Instagram live, just an official welcome to you. And those who are uh, going to be hearing uh, by way of podcast, welcome to you as well. And uh, I am sister Shelly. I just call me sister Shelly. Um, that's just, you know, that's what everybody calls me. So I'm your sister in the Lord. And I'm just here to share the word of the Lord with you um, tonight is another episode of this is kingdom i know on thursday nights we normally don't or we normally uh do how to slay in prayer but uh this week was a little different because the lord wanted me to actually break down and teach about the office of a prophet the office of a prophet so that we can clarify um what we're actually supposed to be doing you know because we got a lot of people out here doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing in the name of you know, under the title or the guise of being a prophet. And then you have others um, who are persecuting and ridiculing um, the true prophets and, um, you know, putting us in a position to where we feel like we have to, you know, hey, let me clarify to you again what my job description is, because obviously you don't know, because you know, and, and it's okay to be ridiculed and all that stuff. Um, persecuted you know it's cool i'm used to that you know i got thick skin now but um at the end of the day you know it's just a, it's just a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding and it's and it's it's derailing people from hearing the word of the lord when it comes to them because they don't like the package it's coming in or they don't like the way it's coming you know etc and so um that's not you know that's not cool um for you, if you're not able to uh, receive simply because you don't you don't know or you don't have the, the correct knowledge that you need to have. Um, so we're going to do a part two to this tonight. Um, the office of a prophet part two. And I'm getting the banner up for you right now. Um, the office of a prophet part two. And I hope this thing doesn't um, cut off on me again. Cause I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to, you know, work with you here, uh, Mr. Livestream uh, system. I'm, I'm really trying. I'm trying. Okay, there we go. There's the ticker. Um, somebody said something. Oh, Brother Robert said CC Wines. CC Winans is a is a suggestion. Okay, thank you, Brother Robert. I used to listen to her years ago, and um, I haven't heard any of the anything that she has out lately. Or recently, um, but yeah, uh, like when it comes, it, it's just something turned me, just turned my channel uh, when it comes to mainstream gospel artists. <laughs> and I still like them, you know, but I just don't listen to them. So Tasha Cobbs and all of them, I love them so much. But for some reason, like, I just don't, I don't listen to it anymore. I go for like the, the purest form of music that I can find. 
um, without a lot of extra, if you know what I mean, without a lot of extra. Um, not to say that they are, because I think they're they're wonderful. I think they're awesome. Um, but yeah, just um, I, I guess I'm just in a different zone now. Um, but um, I got my I got my coffee here. Here is my iced coffee. And um, yes, I brought the whole bottle of creamer because I wanted to tell y'all this is some good non-dairy creamer if you're lactose intolerant like me. It, it is some re really good um, non-dairy creamer. It's dairy-free and it is by Silk. Is the almond creamer. If you're not allergic to almonds or nuts or anything like that, then you know try this. You know it's the it's plant-based and the the oh sorry there you go guys. It's plant-based and it is uh, the flavor is called creme brulee. Now that this is what like makes it so good for me because I love that flavor. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna <laughs> excuse me. I'm gonna pour this into my little coffee, and I'm gonna give you some visual effects because I know, you know, we like the the visual effects. So here we go, coffee. I mean, cream into coffee, and you see how that looks. I mean, just lovely. Like I don't even think I did it justice. I probably poured it too fast. But I look, oh no, it's because the ice started melting in my coffee. Okay, fail. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to the word of God. Let's get to the word of God before uh, my coffee melt. Lord have mercy. Uh, my, my ice done melted in there. It's not going to taste the same, is it? Okay, getting uh, rolling here. Glory to God, getting rolling here. And um, this is part two, right? So Tuesday night. Um, we talked about um, the office of a prophet. We talked about, um, we, we, we went to Acts and we spoke about the stoning of Stephen. And um, Stephen's, Stephen's uh, uh, message or, you know, what he said in his defense, um, he vindicated or, you know, he, he actually vindicated it. Um, not only, you know, the ministry of Jesus, but also... Uh, brought vindication to the office of a prophet because because P Stephen was a prophet as well, um, and um, he spoke about Moses and and uh, you can go back and catch that message um, from Tuesday night. It's just uh, called the office of a prophet. Um, but we're gonna do a little continuation here, and um, this is not really prayer tonight. This is just me concluding the teaching um, of this. So. Yeah. Okay. So something's freezing again over here. Sorry, this never happens, but I think maybe I have too many tabs open on my screen. Did I just freeze on y'all? Oh Lord, I froze on them y'all. How is this going to work out tonight? How is this going to work? Normally it's IG that goes out, but <laughs> not tonight, huh? Y'all was like, we got we we got our eyes together. You need to get yours together over there. Okay, we're back. Sorry for that. There we went again. Okay. Um, sorry for the freeze. Okay, so um what we're talking about here is um we 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 left off talking about Moses and um another thing that the mo that the Lord showed me about Moses was that 
um, we, well, we discussed the Mount of Transfiguration, right? How Moses and Elijah were uh, the two men that, that appeared to Jesus there on the Mount of Transfiguration. And, you know, we talked about what, like why Moses and Elijah, right? Why Moses and Elijah. And I mentioned to you the 30, 60, and 100 fold, um, um, it's, I would say rule, but it's not really a rule. It's just, it's just the principle of 30, 60, and 100 fold. And that is according to uh, Mark um, chapter 4, chapter 6. Um, when he's talking about the parable who went out to sow, let, let me get that for you right quick. And I'm just going to show you this really quickly here. Mark chapter four, um, because Moses represents, I, I made a mistake to Tuesday night. I said, Moses represents the law and the prophets, which he does because he is a prophet, but his, the reason he appeared was he was representing the, the priesthood, the priesthood, right, right, which is the law the law. So you have the law and you have the prophets and then you have the 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 full kingdom or rulership or kingship of Jesus, right? So Jesus was what? Priest, prophet and king. Jesus was priest or is <laughs> priest, prophet and king. So the priest represents his earthly teaching ministry. He was also a prophet in the earth, right? And then he was he's also king. This is why uh the Muslim religion uh, they're only seeing in part there. They worship Jesus as the prophet, but not as the Messiah, not as the king of kings. And so, you know, we, we can't run off with part of the message and, and, and make a whole doctrine out of it. And that's what they did. And that's why, um, you know, that, that's why their, their doctrine is completely off. Because if, if you got only a piece of the puzzle, and, and, you know, and you don't have the whole puzzle and you try to sell a piece of the puzzle, it's still wrong, right? It's still wrong. Don't try to sell me a, one piece of a puzzle if I bought, I'm trying to buy the whole puzzle, right? So here we go. Um, let's, let's look here at Mark chapter four. Mark chapter four. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm taking a sip of this coffee. Okay. Yeah, it does taste kind of watered down, guys. Um, Mark chapter four, and we're going to look at verse. We're not going to read about the, the seed that fell on stony ground and by the wayside and all that. We know that. Um, but notice that it is talking about seed. And, and Jesus didn't stop there at that parable. He continued because he's talking about the kingdom now. He's talking about, about actually the, the kingdom of God. So he says here in uh, verse uh, 14, uh, is it verse 14? I'm trying to find it here real quick. Okay. Um, verse 26. Okay. Verse 26. It says, and he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man, y'all got your Bible. Y'all need to have y'all Bible. Or, or a notepad or something, but I hope you got your Bible because I'm a teacher. I'm I, I'm a <laughs> I am a prophet who teaches, so I am a teaching prophet. So we get in the Word a lot, and we give a lot of you know a lot of rich um, nuggets and 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 meat and stuff all in here. So okay, so I hope you got your Bible. <laughs> Mark um, five, excuse me, four, chapter two, 
chapter four, verse 26, it says, and he said, Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Now he just finished talking about the parable of the sower, right? He said, as a man <coughs> should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring, should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how, right? For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that, the full corn in the ear. So you have the blade, the ear, and the full corn representing 30, 60, and 100 fold. We're talking about uh, levels of maturity. Remember, we talked, Ephesians chapter 4 is talking about the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to bring us up is to raise us up into um, the full maturity or measure of the stature of Christ. Now we're talking about these, these three measures, 30, 60, and a hundred fold, right? And so it, it says first the blade, then the ear. And after that, the full corn in the ear, when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he put it in the sickle because the harvest is come. Now he's talking about the kingdom of God. Right, the 30 fold being the, the law of Moses, the tabernacle of Moses, right? The, the, the era of the teaching priest, right? And then, and then when that was done away, okay, when, when, when that was not, I'm not talking about that it stopped, I'm talking about it transformed or it gained or it grew up or matured into a higher level. Then you had. The, the prophet, right? Because remember, in the book of Judges, it says that at that time, there was no what? There was no teaching priests, right? So then came the era of the judges, right? And then you had the prophets. Now, a prophet is also a judge. <laughs> Deborah was, right, one of the first uh, women um, prophets mentioned in the book of Judges, and she was a judge, right? So was um, Gideon, etc. These were these were uh, these were prophets, right? So you have the law, and then you have the prophets. Everything turned toward the prophets. Then that 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 was the second level of maturation, and then you have the full ear of corn, which is the king, which is the king or the kingdom of God. See, the king, the the the. Uh, the children of Israel did not, this thing is freezing. I'm so sorry, guys. The, the, the uh, children of Israel were not, they, they didn't know anything about the kingdom until Jesus came. Jesus came and revealed the kingdom of God. He came and, and taught or preached the kingdom of God. That's why, um, you know, the Pharisees and they, they didn't understand his message because he was preaching the kingdom. And in fact, he said, it's not given to you to understand this, right? So he often said to them who have been given an ear to hear, let him hear, right? So um, he didn't give them an ear. I wonder why. I mean, I, I, I just wonder why. Oh my gosh. Why is this freezing, Lord? Can y'all see me? <laughs> I rebuke the prince and the power of the air right now in Jesus' name. I take authority over these airwaves completely in the name of Jesus. 
the Lord rebuke you and the blood of Jesus is against you. <laughs> you have no business here. You better move on <laughs> before I open my mouth and say something else that you don't want to hear. Stop it, King. Sorry, my baby's scratching at the carpet. Um, okay, so, 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 yeah, so, um, that's what that, that's what that is talking about. If you want to know the meaning of the 30, 60, uh, 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 excuse me, the meaning behind Moses and Elijah showing up on the Mount of Transfiguration, um, it, 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 it was representing the maturation. That's why when, when, uh, Peter said, let us make a tabernacle, one for, uh, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for you, Lord. And then, and then the, that's when God showed up. Remember, that's when God spoke out of the heavens. And he said, what? He says, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. So what was he saying? He was saying that now this man, my son, he is the fulfillment of the law. He is the fulfillment of the prophets. He is the, the full mature ear of corn, right? And, and he encapsulates or embodies the law and the prophets. So now, whatever they said before, forget about that and hear him. Listen to him instead. That's why Jesus always said, you know, well, they told you before <laughs> that it was like that, this, right? They said this before, right? But now I say unto you. So you see a changing of the guards there, right? Um, so, so this is what we were, talk, we're talking about. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. And it wasn't given for everyone to hear and to understand um, the kingdom um, at that time. Because like I told you before, uh, timing is very important. Timing is very important. God does things in the process of time. He waits for time periods to pass in the earth. He's in eternal. He doesn't live in time. He lives outside of time, but we live in time. And so the, the fullness of time or the maturation of time has to come in order for certain prophetic things that he's already projected in time to come to pass. Mm. Did you catch it? All right. So, um, that's what that is about. Another thing that I wanted to mention to you from Tuesday night about Moses, when he saw the burning bush, notice that the burning bush was not consumed. I didn't mention this Tuesday night, but the Lord said, focus on that piece, that the burning bush, the bush was not consumed. <laughs> and, and so um, we, we talked about how, okay, you, we say, you know, uh, talking about, you know, the, the fire of God, you know what I'm saying? That God, our God is a consuming fire, right? Let's, let's break this down a little more. Let's look at this. The word consume, what does it actually mean? The word consume, according to King James dictionary, it means, um, the act of consuming, um, it means to, uh, waste or, or waste away or destruction by burning, eating, devouring, scattering, right? Uh, or decay, slow decay or dissipation. So the bush was not being destroyed. The bush was not being, you know, being consumed. It wasn't being devoured by the fire. And so um, the consuming fire, I read something here about the consuming fire. It says the consuming fire, our God, 
is a consuming fire. Um, The consuming fire is something that if it catches on to any item, it will not quench. That means it will not be put out. It will not go out without devouring that item. So consuming fire is a symbol or a representation of destruction. Now, you know, like I said, they, they taught us the Jesus baby in the manger, the lamb, you know, the Mary's had a little lamb, right? But they didn't teach us about the line of the tribe of Judah. So therefore they're selling you another Jesus and giving you another gospel, which is a part truth, but not the full ear. Did you hear that? And so now you're getting a piece of the puzzle. We ain't no different from the Muslims then. We ain't no different from, you know, anybody else who, who just has a part of the piece, part of the puzzle, right? We hear in part. They're hearing in part. But, the, but when the fullness has come, when the kingdom has come, hmm, Jesus said, what? Let your kingdom come and let your will be done. See, not the will of man anymore, but the will of God. Are you hearing it? And so, 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 so they don't, you know, they're, they're not getting the full understanding when that, which is, when that, which is, uh, complete is come, right? When that, which is, uh, which is complete is come, then that, which is in part shall be done away. We're living in that time right now. But those who know in part and see in part keep trying to enforce their part. You know, they're trying to enforce their part and compare it to this whole. And it's no comparison. You see what I mean? They're trying to persecute. The part is trying to persecute the whole. Those who came to bring the whole gospel, the full gospel of Jesus Christ. They're trying to kick against the pricks. It's hard. For you to kick against the pricks, glory to God. Amen. And so he says, it says, so consuming fire is a symbol or a representation of destruction. God will destroy uh anything that is kicking against his will. He will destroy it. You see what I mean? Anything that is not in his will shall be done away. You see what I mean? And so you, they come preaching something else, giving you something else. Why are they giving you another gospel and another Jesus for tithes and offerings? Because they want your money. You know what I'm saying? They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're hirelings. And that's why they're doing it. And God sees their motive. He sees their heart. And he said, you know what? <laughs> Destruction is coming to you. So it says consuming fire is a symbol or a representation of destruction. You may like to read this. Um, and, and then it goes on talking about um, this, the, uh, the love of God. And because people don't see that it's the love of God, but it is the love of God. Um, now we're going to hear, we're going to uh, look here because um, this bush was not being consumed. So that means that it wasn't being consumed. Masotorobosa. It wasn't being consumed. So when Moses and Aaron were stood, stood before Pharaoh and Pharaoh's magicians threw down their rods and God told Moses to throw down his rod or Aaron, right? Aaron's rod, uh, which, you know, he was the spokesperson for, for Moses. And so he threw down his rod and guess what happened? 
Moses' rod became a serpent as well, and it be, and it consumed Masoto. It consumed and devoured the other rods, uh, the other serpents. It consumed the other serpents. Now watch this now. We're getting ready to get into the thick of this thing. Check this out. Moses, just like uh, Jeremiah, said that he could not speak. When God called him, he said, he said, he said, oh, I, I can't speak. He had a, he had a stuttering problem. He had a, a speech problem, right? I, I stutter and I have a, a speech problem as well, but it didn't, it didn't stop God from pushing me out here and saying, no, go preach my word, go preach my word. So what does that mean? That means that uh, we, we have a, an, an, an in, incapability. We have a, like a handicap, you know what I mean? And, and, and your handicap is okay though, you know, um, because Moses could not speak. He was more focused on his handicap or his disability or his incapability. Right. And God said, perfect, <laughs> perfect. I, I knew I had the right one. Now you're focused on what you can do. So you can now understand how to rely on me. Now you understand that you need me. Yeah, you can't do this on your own, can you? Right? So, so Moses' incapability, what does the Bible say about Moses? It says that Moses was the meekest man in all the earth. He was meek. He was humble. He didn't try to, you know, do something that he wasn't able to, to, you know, to do. He knew that he needed God in order to do that thing. Right. So he represents meekness. He was focused on God. I can't do this. Jeremiah said the same thing. Lord, I can't do this. You know, and I said the same thing. I'm like, Lord, I, I don't know nothing about all this, all this stuff I'm hearing. Like, what am I hearing? What is this? You know? What what am I supposed to do with this stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't even in an environment to release that. <laughs> you know, I could never release what I what I'm releasing to you today, and what God has had me releasing over the past two years. I would never been able to release that in the atmosphere that I was in. You see, because <laughs> okay. So, so, so it says that God needs us to be humble. I'm just reading from my notes, what God gave me. I wrote, I write it down. I preach it to you. God needs us to be humble and meek, which is why he weakens us first through suffering. Prophets go through a lot of suffering, a lot of suffering. Number one, because we struggle with pride a lot of times uh, because of the rejection and because of the, you know, uh, the shunning, you know, um, People don't want to let us in their circles, probably never have. You know what I'm saying? You probably was the one they left on the sidelines, you know, when they was um, playing on the playground. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't invite you to their party. You know, you probably was the one that was ostracized and pushed in a corner and nobody listened to. You probably was the one that every time, you know, you sitting in a crowd and you're trying to hear and see what, you know, what's going on and what's being said and what's being done, um, you know. Uh, or sitting at ch in church. This happened to me every time I went to church. I was like, Lord, no matter where I sit, this is happening. Why? Somebody would just come and plop right down in front of you with a big old hair and you can't see and they don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody always stepping down in front of you before you can. You know what I'm saying? You see? So the enemy uh, has a way of trying to hinder the prophets. Doesn't want the prophets to come into full maturation.
don't want you to grow up into the full ear of corn, the hundredfold. You see what I'm saying? So, so because the foundation of the church is built upon the apostles and the prophets. So, yeah, you might struggle with pride. You know what I'm saying? Satan going to try to give you a spirit of pride because he's trying to bring you down and make you his prophet instead of God's prophet. You see? So, so, so we struggle with things. We struggle with things. And God knows he has to break us. He has to humble us. That's the problem with a lot of them that went before they were sent out because they, they, didn't, they weren't processed before they went out. See, we have to go through a period of processing, you know, even after the suffering, after the affliction, after the trials by fire, after the consuming fire, you know, we have to go through a period of processing so we can understand. Because a lot of us, we're hot-headed, you know, we're heady, we're high-minded, we, we're proud, you know, we think we know something, you know what I'm saying? When, you did, when you've been rejected in life, you deal with a spirit of pride because rebellion comes into you. Rebellion. And we've been down, down through all them roads, but God is saying, now I got to shape you, I got to form you. And the only thing that I can shape and form you with is fire. You see, so he says he needs to weaken us first through the suffering and the sh and the hardship in order to shape our understanding or mold our understanding of how to rely on him. I used to always just run off and leave God. I would just run off and leave God as if I don't need him. I I'm just going to, you know, do this right here. Oh, so I got a problem. I I'm, I'm, I'm going to find my own solution. I was always so self-sufficient and that's pride. And God had to process and break me down. And guess what? He ain't through working on me. <laughs> he is not through working on me. So, you know, before you throw your, 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 your stones, <laughs> just hold up, player. You know what I mean? Because I already know. I already know. And, and he's working on us. Um, but you know, I allow him to process me. I'm not trying to run and do, I will, I will drop to my knees and say, Lord, I see it. I see it. You ain't got to tell me this time. I see it. Get it out. Get it out of me, Lord. I, I, I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying to do anything without you. Anything without you. So he says he does that to teach us how to rely on him. We must only speak his words. That's why it's crucial. Because we are the mouthpiece of God. The mouth of God. The mouth of God. That means that we must only speak his word, his word, not our word. We must only speak his word. You see what I'm saying? The mouth is very important. Why? God gave to Moses a spokesperson, a mouthpiece. It's very important that you relay the exact message the way that you received it, the way that you heard the message. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything away from the nature of the message. You see what I mean? And, 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 and he says, we must only speak his words because we are his mouth. We are the prophet of God is the mouth of God. He's the mouth of God. So if you notice on the banner, you, you see the serpent that opened his mouth and consumed the other, the other serpents, right? consume those snakes i think them was like some little garden snakes or something i don't know but that thing that Mo that moses had became a serpent that thing that thing was big and it swallowed and consumed them them snakes 
like that. You know what I mean? So the mouth is important. Why, why are we saying this? Because with your mouth, with your words, you can justify or you can condemn with your words. You can you can you can put poison into people with your bite. You know, it can be venomous. You we have to be careful with our words. We have to be careful with our words. I'm preaching to myself, too. We have to be careful with our words. Prophets of God, because with a with a prophet, especially being the mouth of God, you can release curses upon people. You know, you can release curses upon people. And some of you are doing that willingly trying to release curses upon people. That's that is a strong woe unto you. Woe unto you for releasing curses upon God's people. And God says, you cannot curse what I have blessed, but because you tried to curse and bless not like I told you. Woe unto you. Woe unto you. Amen. Sister, uh, my sister on Sister Melissa. Hey, sis. He, she said, we have to be careful with our words. So true. So careful with our words. And 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 um, uh, the Bible talks about how your tongue can set the whole world on fire. Set a whole world on fire, you know, and stuff like that. So um that's why you know the mouth is very important because god wants our mouth to be used um or his mouth to be used to devour everything that is contrary to his will to devour the falsehood to devour the deception to devour the the, the manipulation yeah yeah the the real serpent the true prophet um the true prophet uh, devours the false prophets. The, the, the word of the true prophet, which is the word of the Lord, must devour the word of the false prophet. You see? So the mouth is very important. We're supposed to be consuming the poison. We're supposed to be consuming um, Consuming these demons, you know what I'm saying? Consuming uh, these these fa this false doctrine out here. Open your mouth and and let out a flood and consume it, like God said in in Revelation. He said he said the woman opened her mouth and 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 released a flood. I, I'm sorry, that serpent opened his mouth and released a flood against the woman. But 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 God will consume that thing. Sis said, life and death, yes, is in the power of the tongue. Amen. Life and death. Think about that. You can kill a person with your words. And you talking about, I, I, I never go down for murder. Well, <laughs> maybe not in the natural, but in the spirit realm, you've been, you, 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 you been need to be locked up. You've been needed to be locked up. So he's talking about the mouth. We are the mouth of God. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it, says the Lord. We are the mouth of God. Moses, uh, Moses um, rod became a serpent and consumed Pharaoh's serpents. Glory to God. Um, now I'm going to take you here to... Uh, yeah, he said the reason why is because that which is hidden in darkness must be revealed. It must be brought into the light. Well, how is it brought into the light? It must be exposed. How is it exposed? 
God will speak against it. God will speak against it now. And, and, and he has people who are speaking against it or preaching against it, exposing the darkness. The darkness must be exposed. And only light can expose darkness. The truth is the only thing that can expel or expose a lie. And that's what the enemy is bringing. Lies, false falsehood, deception, false doctrine. And so it's our job to expose it. What did God say? He said, he said, um, he says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That's what that word means. It means expose them. Right? So notice that. And notice how God gave Moses a mouthpiece, right? In the form of Aaron. Aaron was his mouthpiece. He was his spokesperson. This was also to signify that God has spokespeople in the earth. God has spokespeople in the earth. I know some of y'all don't believe that. You act like you don't believe that because every time we start speaking, you like, uh, who you think you, who are you to judge and who you think you judging and who you think, <laughs> you know, but God has spokespeople in the earth. When, the, when we speak, somebody, somebody needs deliverance. Okay. When he speak, or uh, when we speak, he confirms the word. That's how you know it's the word of the Lord. When we speak, because we, we are sent to speak for him, he is the one who confirms and performs the word. He said, I, I confirm the word of my servants, my prophets. He said, I won't do anything except I first reveal it unto my prophets, right? And apostles, which is also, once again, the foundation of the church. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone that holds it together. So when he speak, when we speak as a spokesperson, God is the one who comes along and confirms the word and performs the word. He said, my word, he said, as often as the rain comes down from heaven and returneth not thither, so shall my word be. It shall not return unto me void. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish all that I sent it out to do. Right? So another thing to note here is that when we preach, people don't, you know, people have problem with this right here too. God's mouthpiece. Amen, sis. People have problem with this here, this right here too. When the prophet preaches, when the prophet speaks, we don't, we don't preach like other people. <laughs> we, when we preach, we preach according to what we see. Now, I told you the last time that we, a, a true prophet resides in the heart of God, you know, the, the, because we're cleaving to him because we need him and, er, and everybody else doesn't them pushed us away. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else that rejected us. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to, you know, they don't want us around and, and we ain't got nobody but God. Glory to God. You should just feel sorry for me. But really, you know, we cleave to his heart. And, and I believe that our natural position in the spirit realm is right inside the heart of God. Now, God, you know, God is, 
you know, he has a full form. So he doesn't just have a heart. He has a eyes. He has a, he has a mouth. He has ears. You know, he has hands. He has feet. You know what I'm saying? He's just unseen where we are seen. The unseen steps on the scene and, and you know what? Dr. Miles Monroe said, <laughs> he, he said it best. Okay. I can't even, I can't even quote what he said, but he said it best. That man, it was, that man was cold. But, um, when, it, what this means is because we live in the heart, in the heart of God, we hear what's going on in his mind because your mind is in your heart. You see, people think God don't have a soul. God has a soul because he has a mind, a will, and he has emotions. <laughs> That's why he gets mad. You know, that's why he gets glad. Amen. So when we, when we preach, we preach different because we preach according to what we have seen and what we have heard. So what do you see? This is my question to you, Mr you know, Mr. Antagonizer, you know what I mean? What do you see, Mr. Grumpy Pants? Why are you so mad at us? Because we're preaching what we see. While you see people, when you preach, we see demons in people. Huh? We see spirits, either good or bad. <laughs> Amen. We see angels even. So when we preach, um, you might get offended because we're preaching to your demons. <laughs> we preach to demonic powers and principalities. While, we, while you over there preaching to man and trying to preach to man's intellect. But guess what? This is why intellectual speeches don't move demons. If I had a microphone, if God had a mic, you know, I would just drop it right now. This is why intellectual speeches, motivational speeches, five points in a poem, how to live your best life now does not move demons. You cannot preach to people's intellect and expect them to get delivered and get free. You have to preach to what's holding them. You have to preach to what is holding them in bondage. We, when we preach, we preach to principalities and powers. Glory to God. Demonic spirits. Glory to God. And see, some of us, we mostly see. Um, some of us prophets mostly see and some mostly hear. OK, some mostly see a sister is here. Sister and God bless you, sis. She's on my yes, mama. <laughs> you crazy girl. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Um. Uh, some of us, some prophets mainly see and some prophets mainly hear. Nevertheless, we see or hear through the mind of God, which resides in the heart of God. And we speak from that place. See, wherever you speaking, wherever you're positioned in God, you're going to speak from that place or from that perception or, or from that point of view <laughs> what you have seen and heard in him. Come on now. You know, you speak from that place. You see, we're supposed to be speaking from that place. 
and and Hosea said it like this. He said, I will stand upon my watch to see what he will say, excuse me, to hear what he will say um, unto me. Is that what he said? Let me get it right quick. I, I think I messed that up. I will stand upon my watch. Where is Hosea? After Ezekiel. I will stand upon my watch. What, where is that scripture? Is that Hosea? Mm -hmm. He said, I will stand upon my watch to see what he will say. That, that's it. To see what he will say unto me. So how can you see a word? Huh? You see what I mean? To see what he will say. So now, some mostly see and some mostly hear. But when you're here, when you're seeing, you're actually hearing the voice as well. You're seeing because God wants you to understand. See, your understanding has eyes. Uh, Apostle Paul said, I pray that God will open the eyes of your understanding. So he not only wants you to hear his voice, he wants you to understand him. Because without knowledge, without understanding, we're destroyed for lack of that, right? He said, get, get knowledge, but with all you're getting, don't forget to get understanding. So we need knowledge and understanding. They go hand in hand. So when you're hearing God, it's, it's some, uh, uh, you know, I hear, I hear a lot of stuff that God is saying. Doesn't mean I understand all of it. I have to seek the Lord for understanding. And sometimes he'll break it down and just give it to me just like that. And it's just a download because he wants me to re release it to you. But nevertheless, I'm seeking for understanding. I have a responsibility to seek and study to show myself approved unto God. So I can have a full understanding, a good understanding. So, uh, but, but others are out there speaking what they think God, they're hearing God say without the understanding. My sister said, Habakkuk check. There it is. Sis, thank you. Habakkuk two and one. Um, uh, uh, sister and my sister and daughter, she says, understanding brings fruit about fruit. Yes. It brings fruitfulness. Yes. So, so, so they just run out there and they preach without an understanding. They have zeal, but they don't have knowledge. You know what I mean? And then you just ran out there and then you come across a true prophet that is preaching the word and bringing light, bringing the full light, the full, I mean, full, what did Kanye say? Um, uh, something about some light beams. <laughs> I mean, just the full beam on you. Bam. You know what I mean? And 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 um and 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 it's exposing everything. It's exposing everything. It's like that infrared, you know what I mean? That infrared light that you can't when people can't see what's what's going on on the crime scene, you know what I mean? But they once you put that infrared on there, that's it. Yo okay, yo yo goose is as good as cooked, okay? Cuz that is it. <laughs> we know who did it. And we know when they did it, what time they did it, how they did it, and why they did it. You know what I'm saying? So there we go. So, you know, so, so, so they see a real prophet come on the scene preaching 
and bringing the full light and bring and, and, and bringing the full understanding and exposing the darkness that they can't see. And then they attack us. They attack us for it. You see? So, so, so that, that's what, that's what we're saying here. Another thing the Lord said to me, he said, um, they strain at a net. <laughs> like Jesus told them, you know, these, and they're religious. You strain at a net and swallow a camel. You know why? Because you struggle to hear God. Jesus said, you are uncircumcised in heart and ears. <laughs> why is hearing God so much harder for you than it is for others? You see, too many distractions. That's why you, you have a Martha ministry, you know, you're over sufficed. You're over overloaded with works. You do. You're so busy about works, you know, who going to help me wash these dishes? Who going to help me cook this food? Who going to help me feed these homeless? Who going to help me, you know, uh, do the Christmas program? Who going to help me with the Thanksgiving turkeys? Who going to help me, you know, uh, 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 with the movie night, who going to help me, uh, uh, change the church again. Who going to help me, you know, uh, get some better lights. Who going to help me to get some more instruments. Who going to help me. You know what I mean? Who going to help me? Who going to help me fundraise? Who going to help me with the bake sale? You know, who going to help me fry this chicken? Ain't nobody thinking about that. We not thinking about that. Real prophets. I'm just sorry. You know, it's good. It's, it's, it's nice. It's lovely. It's wonderful. But my mind is not on that. And that shit has to do with who I am. I'm sorry. So, so while you over there busy with the Martha ministry, you know, got to have popcorn in the church and Starbucks and, 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 you know, make people feel like they at the movies and give them a ticket and, you know, Everything is about pleasing the flesh and pleasing the man, pleasing man and filling seats. And, you know, you got seat fillers and all kind of stuff. You counting numbers, you know, and all that stuff. Membership is more important. Come on, man. And, 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 and but you need a Mary ministry. Who sat at the feet of Jesus. See, you, your heart must be single and focused on him. That's why he sat us down in COVID uh, pandemic. So, so, so we could eliminate the distractions to hear your real assignment. You see, so you can hear your real assignment. Yeah. Instead of you busy being busy, like Martha, that's not your assignment. You doing stuff that God ain't even, you know, God ain't even moving in that right, right there. You know, it's, it's like you preaching the word in the wrong season. You preaching a good word in the wrong season. Great word, in fact. But 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 did you hear your assignment? And your assignment may change from season to season. So we have to be sensitive to the voice of God. We can't be caught up with all these distractions and stuff. And 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 perhaps um also because of our positioning as prophets of God, um, that we can hear him easier as well. Right. You see when it's your job to speak for him, when it, when your job is the mouthpiece or the spokesperson, he makes it easier for you to hear. 
him, which is a gift. And this is my gift. This is my gift. Let me just defend my cause, okay? This is my gift. So don't come telling me what I should be preaching. Because this is, I, 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 he, he made it easy for me to hear and do my job. You, you, you want to do your job with no help? That's fine. But I can't do mine without him. So, so he makes it easier when it's your job to speak for him. He makes it easier for you. And that's a gift. And for others, you may have to, they may have to go on a fast in order to hear what the Lord is saying. But for prophets, it's just naturally easier to hear him because we have to hear in order to speak. And that's why you must believe his prophets. Also, I'm not talking about the hirelings. I'm talking about the prophets. That's why you must hear his prophets. You must believe his prophets. And then you'll prosper in your understanding. I know you thought it was talking about money. <laughs> God said you already got money. You're rich and you don't even know it. The kingdom ain't broke. You just have to know what you got and know how to get it. And he's the one that leads you to it. In fact, it follows you when you're seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. So people, we done started this old prosperity gospel and everybody after some money all the time. Why are we always after money? We think everywhere it comes is about some money. No. God said, I wish that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Let your soul prosper first and you won't be worried about money. Because the money come with the job, ambassador, son, heir. You should understand that. And this is what he said. He says, um, he said that um, others might have to go on a fast. You might have to go on a fast in order to hear to hear God. You know, which is why you must believe his prophets because. Uh, if we if we don't have faith in the fact that God can send people to talk to you, that God sends God sends prophets to talk to you and to tell you what's on his mind concerning you, then you're not going to hear God at all. You're going to miss God all the all the way. You're just going to miss God. And you say, well, no, God can speak to me at home. Yes, he can. He can speak to you. You know, he can speak to you. But will you know that it's the voice of the Lord? That's the question. Will you know that it's the voice of the Lord? See, when he speaks, what does he do? He confirms his word. So who's going to confirm it? Nevertheless, whatever your office is in the fivefold, let me, let me put a band-aid on you because you're bleeding all over the place. Let me just, like what a woman of God do, just <laughs> she'd be wiping people's tears on screen. I'm just gonna put a little band-aid on, on you because just in case you bleeding uh here. We're gonna sew you back up and we're gonna get you out of here, okay? Gonna get you out of here. Uh what they call it outpatient care. Now it's a, he said, um, whatever your office is in the fivefold, whatever your office is or whatever your area of gifting is. 
he gifts you. You are the gift, right? And he gives you the gift, right? His gifts and callings are without repentance, right? He gives, he gifts you, gifts you to hear and execute your own orders with the same grace. Same way he gives us to hear more naturally or easier than other people, right? It's a grace. It's a gift and grace that comes with it, right? To do that. And that's lovely. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. But guess what? You too, whatever your area is, whatever your office is in the fivefold, he gives you also to, with the ability to hear concerning your job and to execute your own orders with the same grace. Then we will all need to, we all go, you know, the prophets and, and, and everybody else going to have to sit down and listen to you and believe in your word that it came from God. See how that works. So, so, so no need to be envious here. There's no need to be envious. Envy will also make you strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. It, it real. It really, really will. You focused on the wrong thing. You focused on the wrong thing. Now, there's different kinds of prophets um, connecting to different types of people. Now, check this out. And, and this is the last thing I'm going to share with you. And then I'm going I'm to I'm let you go. There's different types of prophets who connect. How long? I don't even know how long. There's different types of prophet, prophets who connect with different types of people, right? It's important to know who you're sent to, who you're being sent to, i.e. Jesus was sent to the common people or the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And they was asking him, well, why are you over there sitting with them sinners and them publicans and them drunkards? And why are you over there? Because that's who I'm sent to. When, when the, when the, uh, uh, um, um, Samaritan uh, woman came to him uh, for deliverance for her child. Uh, her daughter was grievously vexed with a devil. God loves deliverance. He like, I mean, I'm sure Jesus would have been like, where he at? You know, I mean, just, you know, bring her to me. Bring where she at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, but he didn't say that, did he? He said, it's not me to give the children's bread unto dogs. I'm not sent, but, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So what does that mean? This, this, this deliverance, this healing ain't for you. Ooh, Ooh, that ain't the Jesus. They sold you. Is it? Sorry. That's not the Jesus. They sold you <laughs> for the tithes and offerings. You don't know who this Jesus is. You like, what? How dare you? <laughs> you know? But the woman was humble and she said, true Lord. She said, true Lord. Even she knew it, <laughs> who Jesus was sent to. Now, now check that part out. She knew who he was sent to. He wasn't sent there for her. But because her faith was so bold, you see, you can make God change his mind. Oh, yes, you can. Because her faith was so bold, ask Hezekiah. You can make God change his mind. Ask Moses. You can make him change his mind when he get ready to, to destroy something. You know? She said, she said, true, Lord. 
She said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. That just, that just gripped his heart. I mean, that just grabbed his heart like, bam. And Jesus said, your faith, your faith did it. Just, just go on and, and, and take it, take it, take it, take it, take all of it. Who else need to be healed in your family? Just do, <laughs> you, you can have anything, you know, you want, you know what I'm saying? So there's different kinds of prophets that connect to different, they're sent to different kinds of people. It's important to know who you're sent to as a prophet of God. Jesus was sent to the, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, did he talk or minister to others, to other people? Yes, but he wasn't sent to them. You see that? He wasn't sent to him. Why do you think he didn't go and preach in the temple? Why do you think he didn't go start a church? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, right? How, why do you think Jesus didn't go start a church or didn't go teach in the temple? Mr. I, you know, everybody got to start a church now. Everybody got to go open a building and get a storefront to you can, and raise a building fund until you can afford a, 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 a amphitheater or, or, or a, a dome somewhere, <laughs> you know, you know, a, a football field or wherever you need to, you know, how come Jesus didn't do that? Just tell me that he knew what he was sent to do and he, and he knew who he was sent to. See, my ministry is is, 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 is is a marketplace ministry. Jesus' ministry was a marketplace ministry. Why? Because he's prophet, he, he's priest, prophet, and king. And, 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 and the prophet is sent out. You know, the prophet is sent out. Our ministry is not just in the house, you know, but it but but ultimate the ultimate goal, yeah, we preach in the house, you know what I'm saying? Jesus taught in the temple and and so on you know what i'm saying and other than that you know when he became of age and stepped into his ministry though he went out he went out and started gathering disciples and then he went from city to city preaching this thing the gospel of the kingdom of god the kingdom of god which is not just salvation <laughs> that's the first level yeah, your spirit, soul, and body must be saved. It's not just salvation. It's deliverance. It's healing. You know, it's, it's rulership. Glory to God. So, so he went out into the marketplace to find those that he was being sent to. That's why some of us are online preaching. You know, God didn't tell me when he when he sent released me. He didn't tell me to go uh, open no church. He didn't tell me to go. Uh, I could have tried to do that if I needed some. You know, if I wanted to get some money out of out of people. You know, I could have did the same same thing. It's like a trend. It's like a trend now. You know, oh, you need a job. You ain't want nobody to hire you. Okay, go start a church. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. And, and they're going to give you some money, some offerings. And, come on, man. I know some of y'all working and, and, and y'all got y'all church. That's fine. But that ain't what he told, what he told me to do. And, and so um, Jesus was, he, he talked to, he, he talked to other people. He ministered to, to them, but he wasn't sent to them. Peter was sent to the Jews. Paul was sent to the Gentiles. 
You know, Jeremiah was sent to the nations, plural. You know what that means? Multiple nations, multiple nations, or perhaps multiple national leaders. You see, are you being sent to leadership? Are you a prophet that God has raised up to speak truth to power? You see, who are you? You, you have to, this has to be defined. That's why God needs alone time with you. Eliminate the distractions. It's okay that you, you don't have to be religious and go uh, sit in the pews every Sunday and they done left you there for the past 20 years. Get up out the pew and go home and listen to the Lord for a while. It's all right. It, you know, you're so stuck in, in tradition. I got to get up and put on my my bucket hat and go to sit go sit in church. You know, and then go get me some church's chicken and go to the house. You know, I, I mean, can we just break the religion so we can hear God concerning our assignment? Jeremiah was sent to the nations, leaders, national leaders. God, God who gives you your charge or your marching orders will tell you who you're being sent to. God who gives you your charge or your command or your marching orders will tell you who you're being sent to, i.e. like a military commander. He will tell you who you're being sent to. These are your orders. Like Jesus came to me in the dream. He said, these are your orders. Come out of that church. Turn around and tear down religion. Tear down the spirit of Antichrist that is working in my church. He gave me the same charge and the same command that he gave to Jeremiah. The exact words. So I know that my ministry is like a replica or, or, or you know, and a, a uh, it's like a, well, his is a shadow, is the shadow, I guess. But, but my ministry is similar to Jeremiah's. And if you notice, whenever you see me, um, Whenever you see me preaching, my heart is always open when I'm reaching out to, to ungodly leaders. Whenever you see me praying on here, you know, on, on the prayer series, how to slay in prayer. And I'm bringing the message and I'm praying for them. I'm laboring over them, too, because I understand my job is to build them up as well. And Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. Like, I, I'm not praying, you know, words, words out of my head just because it sounds good. And I want, you know, I want somebody to cry with me. No, it's because I love them. Because, you see, I live in the heart of God. God loves them. No matter how messed up they may be. He still loves them and he still wants them. And no matter what he sends me to say to them, he still loves them. He's long suffering, not short suffering and merciful, wishing that all would be saved and none would be lost. He loves them. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He like, oh, God, you know, because it's hard to it's hard to see some of this stuff. Number one. And it's hard to see a person who refused to change. You know what I mean? Like they just, you have to keep bringing the same word and the same word and the same word and do it like this, this time and do it like that, that time. And bring, because they don't want to, they're stubborn and stiff neck. And God said to Ezekiel, I'm sending you to my people, but guess what? They, they're a stubborn and stiff neck people. They're not going to listen to you.
So you wonder, well, God, why you got, why you got me saying it then? You know? He said, so I can, so I can warn them. Warning must come before destruction. I'm not a God that just suddenly destroys. I got to show them that I love them and let them make their own choice. So we have to, we have to, um, we have to understand who we're being sent to, who we're being sent to, right? Um, if, if I'm not sent to, if I'm not sent to, uh, leaders in the body of Christ, then I have no business here preaching, uh, to leaders in the body of Christ. I have no, no business doing this. But because this is the only thing that God gave me to preach, I know that's who I'm sent to because he didn't give me nothing else to preach. You don't see me preaching how to live your best life now. That's for somebody else to preach, I suppose, in their own season and according to their own orders. Now, you might say, well, you know, Shelly, well, you out here telling, trying to tell people what to preach. No, I'm telling you what God says needs to be done right now. Because of the sake of time and what season we are in, God is raising up an end time army. Because if, if you pay attention to what the devil is doing, see half of y'all, you're talking about, I'm just going to stay in the spirit. I just want to see, I don't, I don't care what the devil is doing. I don't care what the devil is doing. Yeah, you better care. Because God said, be not ignorant of the devices of your adversary. That's why you don't know how to fight him because you don't know what he's doing. You don't understand his tactics, his strategies. And somebody has to train people in that. Somebody has to, you know, has to help, help people with that. And it's our job, unfortunately. It's our job as the fivefold ministry. I'm not talking about just prophets now. It is our job as a whole, as the body of Christ, um, as the fivefold to equip God's people for what? For war, how many people go into war without counting up the cost? The uh, 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 David said, "How many people go into war without being trained?" I mean, even the natural can tell you that. You don't just throw nobody in no in no fight, and they haven't been trained. What if they don't know how to fight? And we're in a fight. The devil has launched has launched an all out attack against the church, against the body of Christ. We are in a fight, a dog fight, a nasty pit bull fight. I mean, we are in a fight. This thing is ugly. It's gruesome. And then you've got people that's just, you know, they don't know what to do. Why they don't know? Because you're not training them. And don't get back in your pulpit and start beating them over the head, talking about, well, y'all should know this and y'all should know that. And y'all should, well, did you teach them that? Did you train them that or did you teach them five points in a poem and give them five steps to live your best life now? How, what did you teach them? Because that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. And that's why God sends prophets. That's why God has to speak. He has to speak and we are his mouth and we speak for him. Not hirelings. And those hirelings are being dealt with. Why? Because God's mouth is going to, let me get that scripture in Revelation. See y'all, don't, 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 don't mess with me now. Because, um, let me get that scripture here. 
or in, in Revelation about the, the woman. I think my sister just, uh, we, we was talking about that the other night, Revelation. Let me get that. I, I know. I'm going to show you this here. What is it? Revelation 12, 13, somewhere in there. Talking about the woman. The woman with child, Revelation 12. It says, and there, okay. It says, and there appeared, it says, and there appeared a wonder in heaven. A wonder. What is that? What is a wonder? It is a sign. See? Everybody looking for a sign? Well, here, here's a sign for you. There appeared a great sign in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. 12 stars. And you know what that represents, right? So there was a crown. God wears his inheritance on his head like a crown. The 12 tribes of Israel, his people. And remember that a Jew is one inwardly, not just outwardly. So don't be trying to exclude people because of their skin color. The devil is a lie. It says, and she being with child cried. She was, she was given birth and she cried out travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. My God, I got to get this thing out of me. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, another sign. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads. And God finna hit something here in this word. I feel it. Having seven heads and ten horns and, and seven crowns upon his head. And, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. Now, this is all symbolic and I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to preach this again because I already have a message on this. Okay. So just, you know, I, I, I think, um, the message is titled, uh, revelation. In fact, on my, just go back and you'll find it in my, in my, uh, in my podcast or in my videos, it says, and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered. The dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to give birth for to devour her child. As soon as it was born, he wanted to take that child just like Herod wanted to kill that child. Cause he was like, no, you're not going to bring no, uh, no royalty up in here. I'm the only King, <laughs> a King, King who, what, 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 what is you talking about? A King, a, a King is born. I'm the King. Mm -mm. But God chose that time. See, timing. God chose that time to, br to, to, to bring Jesus into the earth under the days of Roman rule when there was a king to actually contend with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because God will throw you in a fight. God liked to fight. You didn't, uh, you didn't know that, did you? Our daddy is a fighter. He's a warrior. Where you think you get it from? He likes a good... He, why you think he raised up Samson against them Philistines? He will. It says, she brought forth a man-child 
He wanted to devour this child as soon as it was born, as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child, glory to God, a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. That's what he was trying to stop. Enemy don't like that. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. And there was a war in heaven. Uh, uh, where is this? Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to skip over to uh, I'm not going to read all down through there because that was that's a lot in there. Um, I'm going to I'm going to skip over to verse 13 now. It says, and when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, right? He persecuted the woman, which brought forth the man child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might uh, fly into the wilderness, into her place, the place that was prepared for her of God. And, um, and where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time, that's three and a half years from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth, uh, cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. You see, he was trying to drown her. He was trying to carry her away in the flood and the earth helped the woman and, and the earth opened her mouth. Now you see two mouths here, right? Do, do, do you see two mouths? Okay. The earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. You see that? So God has a mouth too. See, there's a false prophet out here that's prophesying. The devil has a mouthpiece too. You see? And God has a mouthpiece. He was like, okay, you no, know, don't, don't try to play like you the only one with a mouth here. Like you, you, like you, you started this thing because you know, you, you, you stole it from me. Copy paste devil. So, you know, you're going to open your mouth and try to, uh, try to release a flood on mine. Guess what? I got a mouth too. I got a mouth too. Uh, and people quick to say, you know, uh, well, yeah, you know, you know, God, uh, God uses people. God uses men and women. That's why we have preachers and stuff like that. Well, if you understand that, then you should understand the order of things. You should understand the fivefold ministry. And you should understand that when a prophet is talking to you, it is, it is, it is God speaking through that, through that person unto you. So stop fighting with God because you're not fighting with me. You're fighting God. You're not fighting us. You're fighting God. And guess what? God vindicates his prophets. Oh, yes, he does. I wish I had the time to, 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 to unveil that uh, tonight. But he vindicates his prophets. He vindicates his prophets. All through the Bible, he's, he's warning against people who are fighting against his prophets. He was like, even Jesus said, oh, oh, Jerusalem, you do always kill my prophets. Stop it. 
Stop it before we before God swallows you up. That mouth is going to swallow you up. It's going to consume you. Glory to God. So whatever your area of gifting is in the body, understand that God um, gives you the grace and the, the gifting and the grace to hear from him concerning your particular assignment or your particular um, command. So you can hear from God too concerning what you do, but let me hear from God concerning what I do and relay what God tells me to say to his people. And that includes you though. So, so that means that when I'm preaching, you know, and you have to have discernment, you have to be able to discern a person's heart. People who don't have discernment always misjudge it. I see she, she bitter. She mad. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. So, so you have to have discernment in this thing too. Yeah, you do. And you have to look at the fruit of a person's life. Is this person just out to get money or what are they here for? So you can figure out the real from the fake. You need to know that. Is this work person's words coming to pass or not? God has not allowed one word that I've spoken uh, to fall to the ground without being fulfilled. Not one word, even even times that I was speaking and I didn't hear God say it, but it was something that I said and God, God fulfilled it. Now go figure. I'm like, I didn't even hear God say that. But because the same thing was, he was already like in agreement. He's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he knows he can see your heart is upright and you're, you're, you're still in the will of God when your heart is upright. He'll still, still fulfill. A little. He said, I confirm the word of my prophets. Now check that out. It doesn't just mean that God speaks and, and they speak what he's saying, but it means that whatever they are saying, he's going to back them up. I'm going to confirm it. Cause I know that one, that one, that's mine right there. I know what's in his heart. That that's, that's my son right there. That's my, uh huh. He telling you, right? Yeah. And if you think he not watch me confirm it. Watch me confirm it. Oh, he, 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 that's how he is with his prophets. And that's how he is with you concerning your gift. If you're an evangelist, he's going to do the same thing with you. You know, if you're a pastor or a teacher, he's going to do the same thing with you. Apostle going to do the same thing with you. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to give you the ability to hear his word concerning your area uh, of, of gifting or concerning your assignment. So, you know, we need to stop tripping. We just have to stop tripping y'all. We just have to stop tripping and, and come together in unity and understand how gifts function and flow and when to sit down and be quiet and listen to someone else and when to, you know, get up and release yours. And, and stop fighting and bickering and trying to tear each other down. And, and, and stop thinking that the prophets come to tear, tear you down. No, I, we come to tear down systems, though. We come to tear down religion, though. We come to tear down lies, though. So, yeah, when we come, it do, it do look like we tearing stuff down. But you take it personal and you think that it's, it's coming against you because you don't understand the father's love. 
You don't understand the father's love. We didn't come to tear you down. We're not destroying people. We're destroying systems, wicked systems that are operating in the church. In the church, this whole foundation is faulty. Needs to be relayed. The whole foundation is faulty. The way they taught church, old time religion, that stuff is wrong, man. We're in a whole new dispensation of time too. And guess what? The devil has evolved. Have you evolved? <laughs> Have we evolved as the church? The kingdom of God is rising. You know? The church of the book of Acts is, is rising. The Acts, the Acts, uh, Type kind of kind of kind of thing, you know. What I'm talking about it's rising. It's rising now. So so you know so we have to understand that we we have to understand that. And I'm going to tell you one last thing before I let you go. When you're prophesying to people, remember the job of the prophet is to um, some say to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. Some say you know to foretell and to foretell. Uh, some say I uh, to you know I say. Um, that it is to uh, warn, to correct, and to edify. To warn, to correct, and to edify. Why? Because that's what I see in my ministry, and, and that's what I see in Jeremiah's ministry, and that's what I see in the prophets' ministries in the Bible. Now, some of them was just, you think I'm bad. No, no, no. And especially in comparison to Jesus, no, mm-mm. You can't say, uh-uh. You, okay, you you rather have Jesus tell you then. <laughs> you So you think. Okay. Listen, when you are prophesying or bringing correction to a person, an individual, not speaking to groups of people, but an individual, and God gives you a word for an individual, that's different from speaking to a group of people or from preaching to principalities and powers and demonic spirits. Yeah, you're still speaking to what's active in that person's life and you're speaking in even uh, even uh, giving them direction and giving them futuristic um, information right from the from the heart of God. But guess what? You never tear them down. You never tear them down. See, God is saying Tear down the systems. Don't tear down my people, though. Tear down what's working in them. And there's and you have to be sensitive even when it when it comes to that, when it comes to one on one uh, uh, prophecy. And this is just the gift of prophecy in general. Um, and and being a, being a prophet is different from being uh, from from the gift of prophecy. We all should be able to prophesy. That's what God said in his word. We, you know, we should all covet the best gifts and we should all prophesy, right? We should all be able to tell um, what is coming. Uh, that means you got to hear God, <coughs> you know, you got to hear God. So we should all be able to prophesy and even decree a thing that it may be established by God. But guess what? It's not the same as being called to the office of a prophet. 
either you're born a prophet or you're not. You don't just become a prophet. You know, you, you, you're born a prophet. You're born a prophet. And, 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 and it's not something you pick and choose. And, and I, if you could, I would, I would turn you the other way and say, no, you don't want this. Just, I mean, it's hot in the kitchen. It's really hot in this kitchen. It's hot in this kitchen. It's hot in here, you know? So, so, so do we have to understand the difference between, maybe I have to teach this to later, the, between a prophet and one who prophesies the gift of prophecy or a prophetic person, right? Have to understand the difference, but you never tear down an individual. You don't, you don't, you don't embarrass them in, in front of a, in front of a crowd and say, you know, oh, you over there sleeping with, you know, with, uh, brother James and, and, and brother James sitting on the other side of the room with his, uh, with his wife, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, you, you don't do that because now, you know, you're helping the devil to destroy that person. You know what I mean? So, so we have to be, we have to use wisdom. We have to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And we also have to walk in love. See, love will never tell you to do that. God will never tell you to do that. He will never tell you to do that. You know, you, you, you take them off in private and you tell them what you have to tell them then. Or you go and whisper in their ear and, and say, you know, is that the Lord? And they say, yes. Then you go ahead and you prophesy and edify, you know, uh, and, 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 and give them the instructions of the Lord in order for them to move forward. Right? Because it's always about moving forward. Moving forward. We're not trying to kill people and leave them bleeding on the ground and just, you know, trample over them and just keep it pushing. No, it's about us all progressing and moving forward. As a body, as a unified body or a unified front against the kingdom of darkness. So that's all I have for you tonight. Um, I'm going to let you go because I have another uh, video that I have to re-record because last night I didn't, um, I, I, I think I was kind of rushing and um, I didn't get the full instruction of what God was telling me to release on this video, but it's for KPM kingdom women in prophetic ministry. It's your ministry motivation video that I normally release on Wednesdays, but, um, God, I had to, I had to redo it. So I'm going to do it again tonight and, um, get it out for you. Uh, hopefully get it out for you tonight. Amen. So, um, thank you. Thank you, brother, uh, Redskins. Oh, Sister Audrey, I'm sorry. I see Redskins and I think about, I'm sorry, Sister Audrey. Thank you. God bless you. And uh, glory to God Almighty, because it's all to his glory. Amen. Um, and so I'll give you more on this. And, and I wanted to actually get into how to tell if you're a prophet, you know, what are the signs of a prophet and so on and so forth. So help you understand some things um, that may, you know, may be happening in your life or whatever. And you don't know why you're, you know, it's you it's happening to you and it's not happening to others so on and so forth that kind of thing um there are signs there's ways that you can know um if you are a prophet right and so um i'm going to share that with you as well i might even share it on the um youtube channel um you know for uh the the KP, the ministry motivation videos <laughs> i release those on wednesdays um and i might release it over there 
I, I'll ask and see if the Lord, how he wants me to do that. But um, yeah, I, we need to, we need more information out here about the real prophetic so people can understand the real from the fake and people can, um, people can be able to discern, right? We can shine a light uh, so that people can see, <laughs> so people can see, because you can't see in the dark, right? You just can't see in the dark. Um, so somebody got to turn on the light. So we, we're, we're going to do that. Um, give you some more understanding there. Anyway, I love you all. And I'm going to see you Tuesday night. Um, Tuesday night. Yeah, next Tuesday, I'll be uh, back with another episode of This is Kingdom. And we're talking about the nature of demons. The nature of demons. Very, very crucial word. What you must know about demons and why so many people can't see demons, you know, I mean, I can look, I can see, I can see demons in people. I used to, couldn't do, couldn't do that, but now I can. And so I'm, I'm going to show you, you know, how, how you uh, come into that. You know what I mean? And what you need to know about the nature of demons, and it'll help you understand so that you can see demons too. You can see demons too, right? If you roll up to the you roll up to the Wendy's drive through yeah yeah I don't eat Wendy's <laughs> you roll up to the Wendy's drive through you know um, I like their salads though you roll up to the Wendy's drive through and 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 you know you, you somebody like you know you know what I'm saying I mean it's it's not obvious you know obvious to the uh, to the naked eye and um it's not that we're walking around pointing out demons and people and things like that of course but you know you want to be able to discern when someone is bound with the spirit right you want to be able to discern that so you can uh so you can help the person if possible right if the person is born again then you can help them get free right and that's all of our responsibility every born again believer no matter what stage in your walk you are no matter what stage you are if you're an infant if you're a baby if you're a toddler if you're a teenager you know no matter what stage you are in your spiritual walk we're all called to cast out demons amen and um so yeah uh so we're going to be talking about that tuesday night 7 p.m central standard time all right so uh, i love you i'm gonna let you go and talk to you soon have a wonderful weekend have a wonderful weekend god bless you bye-bye Thank you.